0: Coming to you since 1997 on KKUP Radio, with over 250 guests and still going strong in their 12th year of weekly broadcasting, the International Taz and Paula Show brings to you expansive, engaging, and groundbreaking intensity on radio and now on the Internet airwaves today. Listen live every Thursday or visit Embracing Mother Earth's archives, exclusive articles, Ask questions and receive actual answers from guests anytime at tazandpaulashow.com. Taz and Paula's special guests are experts coming from all walks of life, energizing our lives with a passion that inspires and teaches us with each of their compelling personal life journeys, with roots from ancient wisdom and bridging it with modern science. We hope today's show touches the wisdom of your heart. And now... Taz and Paula.
1: Our psychic guest, Pamela Osley, reads your aura, the colors that surround your body, that literally identifies the beautiful gifts that you are here to share with others in this world. Not only that, she's an author and she has her own radio show on KZSB in Santa Barbara, California. And an extensive global clientele, including many celebrities, have, been, have appeared on numerous national and regional television and radio programs, including The View, The Ricky Lake Show, Better TV, and our friend George Norris' show, Coast to Coast Radio. You are now listening to the International Taz and Paula Show, and I'm Paula.
2: And I'm Taz. Paula, as you can imagine with all these great gifts that Pam has, she was definitely a shoe-in as being a featured speaker at the TEDx conference in Santa Barbara in uh, 2012. Well, Pam Osley says she is living proof of the profound shift that is occurring in human consciousness. She says that we are evolving into a more highly developed species, one with enhanced abilities and a great level of awareness. And with this, it's expanding our understanding of reality. Pam says these abilities are not only possible, they are real and natural. And she shows others how to develop them so they, too, can enrich their life.
1: Well, Pam's newest book is Infinite You, A Journey to Your Greater Self and Beyond. Welcome to our show, Pam.
3: Hi, Paul and Taz. It's so fun to be with you.
2: Yes, it is, but fun. Everyone loves to be able to investigate their inherited gift from Creator, and we're so excited that you are here with us today. Can you remember being psychic and seeing auras around others when you were a child? No, I didn't.
3: (laughs) I didn't remember doing that. I didn't start doing this until like 30 years ago, and I'm only 27, so maybe I was a child. No, (laughs) Um, no, I didn't know I had this ability when I went to hear another psychic speak And he pulled me up in front of the room that night and said, no, you know how to do this, too. Get up here. I was like, what, what, what? And then after I realized I could do it that night, then I started looking back in my my past and went, oh, no wonder I knew that. Oh, no wonder. But I didn't know I could do that. And then I learned how to see auras within a year of doing psychic work. So I hadn't seen auras my whole life. But a lot of people do. I'm running into a lot of children and, and adults that said when they were children they could see auras. So that's kind of exciting. Yeah, that's a beautiful
1: yeah. gift
2: to be able to talk with children. I can imagine what that's like. <laughs> I, I mean, that must be so exciting for you. I know it's so fun because
3: I have parents come to me and say, you know what, my child kept saying, well, Mom, I don't like the red around that person and I don't like that person's all blue. And they went, what are you talking about? <laughs> so then they heard about that I can see auras too. They bring their children in and they go, oh, I know what you're seeing, and then everything works out better. They go, good, my child's not going crazy.
2: <laughs> yeah, very
1: complicated. Now, are the auras are the auras energy fields? Is, is, yes. Is it the energy fields that create the color?
3: That's exactly what they are, Paula, thanks. Because basically, okay, if you look at E equals MC squared, it basically says that mass is is energy, that they're interchangeable. So we're basically made of energy, and we radiate out energy, and we all feel it. That's why when we're around certain people, we like them instantly, we feel comfortable around them, and other people you don't even want to be in the room with, you're feeling their energy, you're feeling their aura whatever you want to call it, it's an energy field, a bio field, it's an electromagnetic field, there's all kinds of different names for it. And the different frequencies, the different rate of vibration, create the different colors. But in my um, experience, the different aura colors reveal a person's personality, their life purpose, the theme they've chosen for this lifetime, how they are in relationships, what they need in relationships, who they're going to be compatible with, the careers that are going to be the most fulfilling, health issues, money, children, all of that is revealed in their the life colors, which are the two colors closest to the body. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I bet you uh, your uh, readings really changed after you began to see the colors, the auras.
3: They did. That's a great story because when I, when I met this woman who could see auras, and she had her entire life, and she thought everybody could until she was in her 40s. Can you imagine seeing things and not knowing everybody else saw it? <laughs> So when I worked with her, I noticed that what she was describing about people matched with what I had been picking up psychically with people. And I went, oh, that's a yellow. Oh, that's a green. I get it because I've been picking up those same personality traits. So then after working with her, I developed the ability first to psychically be able to pick them up, and then second... To be able to see them, and it's helpful for me that I was able to pick it up psychically first, because now I can do it on the radio, I can do it over the phone, I can tune into people that aren't in the room. So it's helpful that I developed the psychic ability first, for me uh-huh. anyway.
2: <laughs> oh, boy, and so and not only that, but you have a book. A book. People must just love this book. I spent a little time with it online and i'm going oh the wonderful things that you've put in your book um I, so this was this is not your your first book but the book right now it's called infinite you yeah. a journey to greater <laughs> self and beyond and what stimulated you to do this particular book and well kind of tell, you know oh go ahead i'm sorry what Oh, go ahead. I I just, what what stimulated you to do this particular book? Well, first
3: of all, when I first started doing psychic work and seeing auras, that's the first book everybody wanted. It's like, put it in writing. I want to know more what a lavender is because I'm a lavender. I want to read about it. So that's why I developed that book. And then over the years of being able to be psychic, telepathic, I don't even know what to call it anymore, you know, intuitive, sensitive, and to see auras, there are so many people out there in pain and unhappy and feeling like we're all victims and we're these, just these little biological machines that, you know, we don't have any say over our lives. And I know the fact that I'm able to see other lives, talk to people who have crossed over, um, use energy to create. I mean, I've bent spoons. I've been able to affect the weather. There's, I heal my body. There's all kinds of things we can do with our consciousness and be able to use parallel universes to change our lives. And the fact that I can do those things, and there are thousands of people on the planet that are showing up with the same abilities, so I went, look, if we can do this, that means everybody can. So my goal is to help people be happier and healthier and more free So when we know that we have these abilities, it actually opens us up to more love, more freedom, more joy. I use the equivalent or the analogy of like, you know, when we were babies and we crawled? It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, we could still get around, right? But we had a limited version of reality. As soon as we learned how to walk, we had more freedom. We could go more places. We had more empowerment. And so it's like this is another level of our natural evolution it's it's an ability that we all have and if people really access it and start discovering it oh my gosh it makes life so much more fun so much more interesting so much more powerful we realize who we really are to me it's just it's like come on everybody we got to wake up we're more than this so that you, we can <laughs> stop crawling on the floor now we can get up and
2: walk <laughs> <laughs> well you i mean i just love what you said this is like create more trust understanding you know, that we have the capability and trusting your senses of what you're feeling. And, you know, what? that is something you really have to get into. <laughs> I, I think that's pretty, pretty awesome. Well, it's major. Well, it's I mean, it's just...
3: just. Yeah, just the lesser thing of trusting our own inner voice. So many people are out there going, what should I do? What should I do? Or, you know, reading other things or listening to other people tell them what they should do instead of really listening to their own soul, their own inner self, their own higher self. And just doing that helps our lives improve. And then when we expand it into connecting with other people, it's amazing, Paul and Taz, how many people I I run into that go, I don't want to be telepathic. I don't want to know what other people are thinking. But you know what? With all of these abilities that I've been able to access, it has made me more compassionate, more loving, and I feel more confident and safer and happier with the world. So, you know, it's like, can you imagine if you, if you connect with somebody and empathize with them, you're actually more loving. And if you can connect with one of the ways to use telepathy, for example, is all these people that are lonely go, you know what, you can telepathically talk to your future mate. You can find out where he or she is. You can talk to each other, and then you can guide each other to each other. That is a form of telepathy, and so when people are like, oh, I'm so in pain, and I have to wait till somebody shows up, or what dating site do I have to get on? It's like, no, you can talk to them telepathically. I've seen it work. I've I've had clients do it, and it works.
1: Well, it sounds wow. like a book that everyone should have in their library for sure. Because well, you can and work like on one to, at a time.
3: And the, and the way that I do this is, not every everybody has access to all these abilities number one not everybody's going to want to use all these abilities because some people still have fear and they don't believe they're enough or they believe that bad things could happen if they do it or they can see something they don't want to see but and not everybody's going to be as good at all of them just like some people are better athletes and some people are better artists or singers than others but we can all still learn how to exercise and be an athlete we might not just be olympic athletes right So what I do in the book is I explain what the different natural abilities are. I use examples and experiences that I've had. Then I show people, I give them step-by-step exercises of how they can access those same abilities. Then, as you see in the book, I give the physics behind it, the quantum physics that supports that these abilities are real. And then I discussed the spiritual aspects behind it, how, how spiritual teachers and mystics have been talking about this kind of stuff for centuries. So anyone can come in it from the scientific point of view or just from the personal point of view or from the spiritual point of view. I, hopefully you saw in the book that I've done everything I can to help people feel comfortable and that this is easy.
2: Yeah.
1: Back to auras. Um, the only time I've seen auras is, is, is when a speaker is up on stage and I, oh, and I can see their aura in, but that's the only time I've been able to, so I'm going to have to get into that chapter of your book. But, oh, um, oh,
3: Paula, that's great, because that's exactly when people's auras are the biggest. So I'm glad that you can do that. That's a really good sign, because, yeah, when people are in front of an audience, their aura gets really big so they can reach people. So I think that's exciting that you were able to see it that way.
1: Now, is there a, I've always wondered, is there a golden aura? Do you see, um, you know, for a personal?
3: Yes, and let me explain to people. I see the same aura colors as a lot of other people, but I have talked to people that see different colors than I do. And it doesn't mean that somebody's right and somebody else is wrong. It means we're having a different experience of it. But the, the what it means should still say the same thing about a person. Um, and so, I mean, I believe we all taste food differently, right? Because there are people out there that like Brussels sprouts, and I'm sorry, they are not tasting what I'm tasting. <laughs> so it's the same thing with the aura. I, have, I do see gold around people, but when I see gold, it's around enlightened masters, like Christ and Buddha, and Sai Baba had some gold around the hands. Um, but I've had a lot of other people say, well, this person said I had a gold aura, and I said, wow, that's how I see yellow around you. So, yes, oh, okay. I've seen golden around enlightened masters, but other people may see gold the way I see yellow.
1: Oh, that that makes sense.
3: Yeah. So, what well, does, does yellow mean? Well, yellows, and somebody's got yellow over there. I think it might be Taz because I'm picking up yellow through the airwaves here. I can tell you guys' as aura colors in a minute if you want. Yellows are big kids at heart. They're playful. they got a sense of humor. They don't feel their age. They don't look their age. They need variety. They're big, happy people. They like to please. They hate being told what to do. Um, right, Taz? Okay, <laughs> yeah, so they got a little stubborn streak <laughs> to them. Yeah, exactly. I felt like both you guys probably had yellow, um, but I can look at it in a moment. Anyway, yellows, yellows, they like variety. Yellows, if they had their way, now remember, you guys each have two colors around you, so this will be counteracted by your other color. Yellows, if they had their way, wouldn't really be working at all unless it was fun. If it was fun, they like to do creative projects or they do healing projects because yellows are natural healers. They have a lot of energy that comes through their hands and their bodies. Um, or they do physical projects like they're yoga instructors and things. So yellows are basically like Brad Pitt's got a lot of yellow. That's why he never looks his age. Um, Harrison Ford's a tan yellow. John Denver was very yellow. You know who are good yellow examples are Goldie Hawn, Meg Ryan, um, 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 uh, um, Ellen DeGeneres. Do you see how they're just big, funny, you know, they've got a sense of humor, which is why we like them in comedies? Yeah. <laughs> that's a
2: yellow. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so,
2: go ahead. Exactly. Well, you know, but just ha- having this awareness, it's a greater level of awareness within, within ourselves to be able to, to have this. It it's really stimulates people to understand more where they're going. And I think it's, wow, it's very exciting what you've done. Well, and it helps that the reason I did this is not to limit people
3: or box them in or categorize them. It was to help validate them. It was to help people understand who they are and give them permission to be who they are, especially yellows. And I know somebody over there has got violet in their aura. That might be you, Paula. I'm not sure. Um, Again, I can tune in later if you want. but especially yellows. Yellows, a lot of times they don't know what they want to be when they grow up, and it doesn't matter what age they are. They don't always know what they want to be when they grow up, or there's so many things they want to do. And so yellows, a lot of times when they're young, they get accused of being ADD because they have a hard time sitting still. Yellows are kind of fidgety. they got a lot of energy. Or they, they get yelled as like, when are you going to grow up? When are you going to get a real job? When are you going to be down to earth? When are you going to be responsible? And that hurts the yellows' feelings because they're so nice. So a lot of yellows are out there in jobs that they really don't like. They feel beaten up. They feel like, you know, they're not liked because of their natural enthusiasm and hummingbird type of energy a lot of times. So I've seen yellows when they finally learn that they're really yellows, this little light comes on and they're so happy. And they go, yes, that's because yellows are here to bring joy to the planet and or to help others, the planet or animals, heal natural healers. Since they hear that a lot of them go, Oh, I felt that way my whole life and all of a sudden they light up. So one, it gives people permission to be who they really are and validates them. And two, it helps us understand other people. So instead of, you know, couples especially going, Why can't you be more like me? What's wrong with you? You know, you're supposed to think like I do, or you know, a parent to a child or coworkers or whatever. When you finally understand their aura colors and what that reveals about their personality and their goals and priorities, then we can go, oh, I see, you're a tan. Okay, I get that's why you talk so slowly. I get it. <laughs> you know, so then, then we can speak their language or we can allow them to be who they are. So to me it promotes more peace and harmony on the planet, in relationships, and self-acceptance.
1: It would be a perfect tool for a parent. absolutely
3: yeah i used to work in the school system with um learning disabled children and autistic children and when parents understand because you know a lot of parents come to me and go i'm really worried about my child because she's so you know quiet and she never she doesn't want to socialize and i look at her and go well that's because you have a crystal child quiet they're introverts you don't want to push them out into the spotlight they would be horrified a violet yeah violets you know need to reach the masses they want to be center of attention they need to you know teach or write or speak or perform or uh, right paula they need to do big projects um and so yeah you want your violet to be supported that way but not a crystal you don't put a crystal in front of it so once parents can understand the individual needs and personality type of their child, because every parent knows that their children are different, they're unique. So you can't—it's not a good idea to raise them all the same way, because then somebody's needs don't get met. So I think it's a useful tool too. Thanks for saying
2: that. Hmm. It's interesting. I um, I took the test last night and I was blue violet, and I was—and now you're telling me I'm yellow. <laughs> well, <laughs> let me
3: look, Taz, because you might have those too. Let me let me look. What color hair and eyes do you have?
2: Uh, Blue eyes and um, my hair,
3: well, now it's
2: gray.
3: Was it it darker? Yeah, it
2: was brown. It was brown. Um,
3: I am getting blue, I am getting violet, and I am getting yellow. So you might be married to a yellow or you had yellow children, but you've definitely got some yellow in your eye, and I see that sense of humor in there. Okay. Okay. Um, And so uh, I won't do your your colors unless you want me to, Paula. Do you want to? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, Paula, what color hair? I get a visual of people. That's how I tune into them. What color hair and eyes do you have? Uh,
1: Dark brown and blue eyes.
3: And blue eyes. Um, Okay, let me look at you. Oh, my gosh, you've got – wait, now, hold on. Wow, you've got – you've definitely got some violet, Paula, it feels to me like you were also born blue violet, but you're shifting into more of a. Hey, you've got some yellow in your aura. You've got some green in your outer bands. You've got some tan in your outer bands. Holy cow, Paula! You're taking on a lot. <laughs> um, you understand that responsible side of you that feels like there's a lot to do, right? And you tend right. to keep it more more. You tend to keep it more grounded and practical. But violets, the cool thing about both violets, Taz and Paula. Um, Violets can either get really focused and they see a vision and they move forward on it, and I can see both of you guys doing that. And then, Taz, sometimes you violets can get very scattered. Well, Paula, I can tell you multitask, too. At times that's a violet. They multitask. But, Paula, you feel to me like sometimes you can stay more grounded and practical and get focused. And, Taz, your energy is just cracking me up. I swear you're just like this little blue, like over here and then you're over here and then you're over here. So, right? Or am I mixing you guys up? Because it feels like that's the way you are. Uh, no, I think that's well, radio, re,
1: why, why we like the radio shows, because it's variety. Yes. I mean, we get to meet so many different people, and that's what keeps both of our interests up.
3: Yes, yes. And by the way, blues and violets both, and so both of you have this ability. Blues and violets are both psychic. They're some of the most psychic and intuitive of all the aura colors, and I know both of you guys operate that way. I can feel it. So And see, tans don't. Tans, greens... Reds, oranges—they don't operate that way. Like tans and greens are much more practical, analytical. Like tans, it's all—they're—they're they're computer operators and engineers and accountants and bookkeepers and—and and, you know, they—they they take care of the details. So it's very logical and practical and security and grounded. And sometimes boring. I can feel that you guys, yeah. Well, no, I, we need those guys so. though. I know we do, ask, but it's
1: just boring to me.
3: <laughs> It it can be, yeah, because Tams, when they talk, they will tell you every detail of the story. Violets are like, 150, come on, get to the punchline. Violets like to do the big picture. They see see the vision. They see what needs to happen. And you violets think it's common sense. Well, let's go, yeah. well, you can see if this keeps happening. This is what's going to happen. How come people don't see this? Because they go, 150, I see it. And TANS are, what are you talking about? Step 1, Staff 2, Staff 3. And they go 1 to 10. One. TANS are the ones that are content doing the same job their whole lives and they want practicality. So they like paychecks and they want the security of the retirement funds. So we need those tans because they're the ones that are patient enough to take care of the details that violets go, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't want to take care of the <laughs> details. i got bigger things to do.
1: Yeah. yeah, I see like a big picture all the time.
3: That's it. That's yeah. a violet. Violets are the big picture people. They're the visionaries. Oprah's violet, um, violet yellow, and, and Bono's violet, and John and Robert Kennedy, Abraham Lincoln, Martin Luther King, I have a dream, I have a vision. Violets mm-hmm. are visionaries.
1: Wow! I wanted to ask you when you were on the. Uh, I was, <laughs> I was gonna I ask you when them? you were on the View. <laughs>
3: uh-huh. When you were
1: on the on the View, uh, I just love Whoopi. So, did you get to talk to Whoopi or do her auras?
3: I love Whoopi. I did Whoopi's aura. Ba- um, well, I talked to her before we went on the show, just for a few moments. She didn't want to be read on the air. She's she's very private. She is a violet-yellow. I adore um, Whoopi. I always have. Um, But sometimes violets and yellows like to keep their stuff to themselves. You know, usually they're communicators, so as long as they're entertaining or communicating with other people, but they don't always want to share their own information. It just depends. So I had a great conversation with her. It was very brief because, you know, that show is very busy and it's live when we did it. So it's like, okay, now you're in this room. Okay, come over here. Okay, let's do this. But, yeah, I got a kick out of her.
1: Well, somehow I just thought that uh she really likes um like the psychic things yeah. and because she, she does. they have uh, guests on that were like you. I mean they've they've had other guests like you. And she's always the one to interview, so I thought, Oh, she must be holds the interest in that Pardon? Yeah, that's
3: her segment, yeah. She's, that, violets are. Violets and blues are usually very spiritual, very advanced thinking, very psychic. I'll tell you who else is really fun Who was totally into it was Jenny McCarthy. She's a blue-yellow. Oh. She was fun. She was like, wait, 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 I love this stuff. I love this stuff. What are my colors? She was very cute. But that's, a, well, you see how the yellows, they're big kids and full of energy and blues. It's all about relationships and love. That's why she's such a great mom to her child that's why her autistic child was such a who is he's such a priority to her that's a blue thing
1: well jim carrey is really um into um you know this type of thing now and uh, he's really going full force he has a book he has a children's book uh, right. that uh, it's so that's probably well, why she is too
3: yeah well he's he's another violet yellow too so violets are spiritual leaders and teachers, and trying to educate the masses and shift the consciousness here and, and get people to think outside the box. That's you violets' job. Okay, that's what you're here to do. You know, violets are either drawn to the media or the arts. They're writers, producers, show hosts, um, you know, musicians. Anything that reaches the masses through some form of creativity or the media. Or they get into teaching or psychology because violets see things and they need to educate the masses. Or they get into now the next two I'm going to say um, blues and yellows don't like so just disregard that politics and law. <laughs> okay, but mm-hmm. they also get into causes. Violets are like oh those poor starving children in those other countries or oh those poor star-, you know those war torn countries. Those are violets are international they're global they want to make a difference with the masses. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so where blues are more about helping people right where they are and home and family and, you know, helping people right in their community or their, the people that they love, the people, you know, the, their teachers, counselors, and nurses, but blues tend to do it more one-on-one, where violets go, no, 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 got to reach more people, come on. And usually for you violets, no matter what you're doing, it's not quite enough. <laughs> There's always more to do. Yeah,
2: that feels, that feels right. <laughs> always more to do. But you know uh-huh. what? Isn't that lucky? Well, I mean, it's beautiful to be able to know where where an individual is, so that they can enjoy their abilities and and um, and expand expand with with a heart that's going. Okay, this is my my little goody, and I just love to do it. You know, um, right? And it's for you to put out this. This information, wow, this is so great. Now, uh, do you do this on your radio show,
3: too? I do this on my radio show. Yes, I do. I have guests on. I do readings on. It just each show is different. So, yes, I do. And, and I want people to know that in my books, you know, Life Colors and Love Colors, and on my website, lifecolorscity.com there is a quiz on there so people can go and discover what their aura colors are. Just like what you said, Taz, you, you read the yeah. book and you took the quiz and you found out you are blue-violet
2: yeah exactly. and that was fun to be able to go in there and do that and There's so many wonderful things to do on your website. It's beautiful and uh and there's some shows uh in there you can you know you can go and you can listen to and there's i mean just wonderful and not only that, but you also bring in like meditations and things like this, and people can actually be able to work with themselves further with what's what's there. And um, and also you give private readings as well.
3: I do. I do private readings, yes. <laughs> yes, and so thank you for saying that there's a lot on the website. That was my goal, to just offer as much help and guidance and support and inspiration and information that we possibly could. So that's why I have lots of different guests on, like what you guys are doing, to you know, give their their expertise. But my main goal is I want to see people happy and fulfilled, and they don't always know where to go or what to do, so... This is this is my contribution. to See if I can help people live happy lives and and live their purpose
2: for being here. Yeah.
1: yeah. Now, I in your book, you talk.
2: Have, well, I was going to say, okay. I, I can see we're having these these mm-hmm. gifts. You know, like if you have a business, you would hire a person who would enjoy doing your book work, and I, they would be a tan person. Is that what you said? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure. In my business
3: or in in any business, yeah, it's really helpful to employers to know it's like you don't hire a tan to do a violets job. Tans are your technical people. You want them behind the scenes taking care of the details. They're not great leaders because they can't see as big. You violets are the leaders. Violets are the ones that can see the big vision of the project. So you can see it's really helpful um, to understand some of these colors before you hire them. Or like greens, oh, my gosh, greens are salespeople. There are CEOs and business people and real estate and marketing and car sales and, and, you know, anything where they can make a lot of money. Like um, Donald Trump has a lot of green and Bill Gates has a lot of green and Barbara Walters has a lot of green. It's like (laughs) they need to be in positions of power um, because they're movers and shakers. Um, But you violets, violets want to make a difference and and they want to be leaders and movers and shakers. But violets are here to help humanity. It's not really about money, even though violets want money. Violets, when they have money, they're philanthropic. They're humanitarians. You know, they want to help other people. So Bill Gates is green and violet, um, but with a great green, sometimes with the, yeah, exactly with with the green, sometimes <clears throat> it's all about them. You know, it's like and they can never have too much money. Okay, so think Donald Trump, right? <laughs> Um, it's still more about money, power, business. But they're movies and shakers. They get things done. Every aura color has a purpose for being on this planet. And if we didn't have the greens, we wouldn't have businesses out there and corporations and companies that are helping to provide jobs for the Tams and the other colors. So (laughs) they're all needed.
1: Now, in your book you talk about parallel lives. Can you say a little Mm. bit about that? Because I don't think, you know, maybe our listeners don't know much about that.
3: Well, there's, um, there's two things. There's parallel universes, and then there's other lives, which basically they overlap. Um, other lives, I call them other lives. Other people a lot of times refer to them as past lives. The reason I call them other lives is because in my experience, being psychic and being able to see past, present, and future, in spirit, there really are the other side or other dimensions, whatever you want to call it. There really is no such thing as time, so everything is happening simultaneously, So we think in linear terms, we think there was yesterday and then today and then tomorrow. But in reality, all those lives are happening at the same time. So I describe how people can access some of their other lives, how they can benefit from the information and the knowledge of the you that's in another lifetime. Um, So did you wanna know about other lives or did you wanna know about parallel universes because they're both there?
1: Well, you can explain both of them.
3: Oh, good. Because other labs are basically, it's kind of like they're in another round. They are like parallel universes. So here's the cool thing without freaking any of your clients or your listeners out or anything. um, Science, quantum physics, has so much information about who we really are and the nature of reality, and it is mind-blowing. And most people don't have a clue what quantum physics has discovered. I mean, even E equals MC squared. They go, yeah, Einstein, but they don't know what that is or the theory of relativity. It's mind blowing what those things are saying about reality. So they have evidence that parallel universes are real. And the way, they're as close as your breath, and there's another you, there's infinite numbers of you just as far away as your breath. And I know that sounds like science fiction, but remember, a lot of things that we have today were once considered science fiction. Flight, cell phones, television, you know, our computers, it's like who would have thought, right? A lot of that stuff was science fiction a long time ago. Well, Parallel universes, this is how I describe them to make it make sense for people. Right now, you probably have at least 10 to 20 radio stations in your area, broadcasting shows, and those radio waves are around you. They're in your environment right now, in your home right now, all around you. But you can't see them. You don't experience them because you're not at their frequency. You're not tuned into them. But if you went to your radio and turned it on, and say turned it to like 101.7, right? You would pick up the show, the dialogue, the music, whatever's going on, and that would become part of your reality. Now, if you switch the dial over to 98.1, you're going to hear a different station, a different songs, different music, I'm sorry, different talking. That's a completely different reality. Now, the show of 101.7, those airwaves are still around you. They still exist. They're still in your environment, but they're not part of your reality, even though they still exist. That's the same thing that's happening with parallel universes. Now, the trippy part is, is this weird? Doesn't this sound like science fiction, but it's actually science. They, they have evidence of it. So yeah. what this looks like is you could be walking down your, your town, down the street, and look at a store and go, oh, I would love to go in there and buy a new pair of shoes. Oh, I just don't have time for that. I've got to get to this meeting, and you keep going. But when you make a different choice, there's an actual you that split off and went into that store and bought a pair of shoes and is having a completely authentic, separate life apart from you. But you don't know it because you're not tuned into that station. Your dial is not set to that frequency so you're not aware of it. Now, we intersect every so often, which is what I believe deja vu is about, or getting premonitions. We tune into things like that, but we're not aware of it. And this is science. Is that amazing or what? But you know what? We've been seeing it in our movies forever. Um, uh, what's the, the, the Christmas movie? Um, well, anyway, so, Somewhere in Time, Sliding Doors, Back to the mm. Future, um, Groundhog Day, It's a Wonderful Life. All of those are about parallel universes, so it's been in our consciousness. We just have thought it was science fiction. It's not real. But isn't? Now, the good news about knowing that parallel universes exist is because you could, I've learned how to consciously use them to dramatically change my life rather than be in a universe where I go, oh, this one's terrible, I'm not happy, it's sluggish, I don't have any money, or not that that's me, but you know what I mean, or, uh, you know, things are hard today, I go, oh, God, what universe am I in today? And so I shift my frequency, which is people call it um, law of attraction. You're changing your vibration. You imagine something different, which shifts your emotions, and your emotions and your thoughts have... A vibration to it they have a frequency to it and this is biology too they know that thoughts have an electrical current to them so if you do that it brings you into a different parallel universe where you start having a different experience and everything is different there now we only think there's one universe because we've been trained to think that way but now scientists are going mm, not so fast Well, can you imagine they used to think there was just Earth, right? Now we know there's other planets. Now we know there's other solar systems, other universes. I was like, wow, there's a lot of stuff out there. And I want to know how to use them to benefit who we are.
1: Well, I want to use that.
3: You see how fast I'm talking? That's because you guys are both (laughs) violets. I can only talk this fast with (laughs) violets. Well,
1: I want to use that method to uh, go to the gym and stick on a diet.
3: (laughs) Hey, you know what, but you don't have to. And by the way, I teach people how to do this in the book. If you really get this as real, all you have to do is imagine yourself in a different reality where your body is different. I do it all the time. When I start putting on a little weight, I go, oh, that's not okay. I shift into a universe where my stomach's flat again. I go, oh, that was easy. I don't exercise. You know, I like walking on the beach for fun, but I don't get to it very often, maybe once a week, and I don't have weight on. Because of what I believe, what I know about, that our bodies are energy and that our consciousness creates our reality. It creates our experience of reality. So I use that and that's what's in the book, showing people how to do that so we don't feel like we're just little victims, little biological machines that have no choice or no say. We're actually creative beings that can create anything. We just haven't been trained to think that way.
2: Well, those are magical pages you have there. (laughs) (laughs)
3: But it works. That's the only reason I finally wrote the book. I went, you know what? I know it works. I've done it over and over again. And so I'm offering the book to people to show them how to do it. They don't have to believe me. They can try it for themselves. But I will tell you the exercises in there, the things people do have to have an open mind, and they have to believe that this is possible. Otherwise, I use the analogy in the book, it's the equivalent of someone coming to you and you go, well, I'm going to fly to the, you know, West Coast. I don't actually know where you guys are. Where are you? On the West Coast. <laughs> okay, so you're going to fly to the East Coast, and someone, you know, you're going to, and someone says, "Well, you know, there's such a, you know, you can get in an airplane now and be on the East Coast in five hours." And someone goes, "Yeah, right." And they get in a covered wagon, with horses, <laughs> and start trucking across the country. You still have permission to do it the old slower way, but. And before, they didn't think that air travel was possible until we discovered the principle of aerodynamics. And then it's like, oh, now we take it for granted. Well, most people do. Some people are like, I'm not getting up there. (laughs) That's too high up. What's keeping it up there? They still don't understand aerodynamics. But once we understand the principle behind how these things work, then it's like, uh, I mean, look at cell phones and high-speed Internet and 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 g p s systems we just take that stuff for granted, but the technology behind it is phenomenal
2: well maybe also I can say you can say that, but I'm going telepathy is going to hit up hit us next, and we're all going to be able to do it. I, I, I kind of wonder if that isn't the next connection,
3: you know. I agree. I totally agree. And you know what? We're already using it with our, with our technology. Our technology is leading us that way. I mean, some of us are just doing it naturally, but we don't realize that, I mean, people are texting and cell phones and instant connection. We can see what's going on around the world just instantly on our computer. It's connecting us. That's what the net is. It's networking us. It's connecting us so completely that we we feel way more connected with people. And I absolutely believe that telepathy is already starting. I'm using it. A lot of people, yeah. and you know what, there's so many people that they have a, they think of somebody and then that person calls. It's like, yeah. that's, mm-hmm. that's telepathy. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Well, I, I even uh, last week I ended up um, traveling to my son in a little ball and tapping on his ear and I and then I, I I emailed him and I said, uh, did you uh, notice anything about 3:30 yesterday? And um, and he goes, oh my God, I did. He says I became so calm and serene. And he said, what happened? And he said, you know, that particular hour was is an hour that I always pay attention to. And um, so it was really kind of funny because he acknowledged that he had, um, he had received a message, but
3: it was strange. And you guys, I swear to you, we do it all the time. More and more people are becoming conscious of it. We're paying attention to more and more synchronicity or experiences like that. And then again, if you look at the science behind it, non-local mind is science. And they're saying that the mind is not limited to the body. So it's like what you just did was exactly that. You did non-local mind. You traveled in your consciousness because our consciousness is not limited. We just think it is. It's like, okay,
2: guys. And doesn't it make it more fun? Wasn't that fun to do that with him? Oh, yeah, it was really fun. But I I actually traveled. I felt like my whole body traveled in a capsule. Yeah. Kind of like I zipped around the whole universe, which was really incredibly fun.
3: Yeah, uh, it is. But you, I, I, I actually believe you did that. I really do. Because, you know, our bodies are not solid things. If you put a body underneath a microscope and keep going deeper and deeper and deeper in there, all you're going to find are subatomic particles in a lot, a lot, a lot of space. And they can't even find anything solid about subatomic particles. And yet this is what we're made of. So it's like, oh, do, 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 right? But it's fun. It expands us. It gives us more freedom.
1: So that theory kind of goes along with speaking to people on the other side that have passed um, passed on. So that's similar theory that we've been talking about, isn't it?
3: It's exactly right, Paul. It's this exact same thing. They're just in another parallel universe, another realm, another frequency, vibration, whatever you want to call it. They still exist. I talk to people on the other side all the time, and I've done it to help find missing persons. I've done it to help grieving loved ones. I have a lot of those stories in the book, so people can see how that works. And it's like, yeah, they're right there. And I've, I've had, I had one very religious rabbi called me up once and go, you know, it's not okay for you to be talking to the departed souls on the other side. And I went, you know what, if they're going to show up in my home to talk to me, I'm not going to be rude. I'm going to have a conversation with them. My experience is they want to communicate with loved ones here. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's it's accessible. And a lot of people experience feeling their loved one around them after the person has crossed over. They feel the essence of the person. They feel the energy. And so many people have been taught to believe that that's, oh, that's just your imagination, that's wishful thinking, it's not possible. And I want to say to those people, boy, you are way behind on your quantum physics.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: they better take oh, that course I Let me ask question.
2: Well, from time to time I've experienced this, but more so recently, more often. And when I go into meditation... A lot of um, colors I'm seeing now that I've never seen before, and they're brilliant. And I'm wondering if the colors that you pull in are anything like. Um, I mean, is that nourishing the body? What's really happening when these colors are surrounding the the uh, meditation that you're that you're in? Particularly, do you have any comment about that? You know,
3: first of all, I love that you're seeing colors because you violets do come from the third eye. Blues come from the heart. Yellows are more physical, so it's more about touch. Violets come from the third eye. So the fact that you can actually see colors when you close your eyes and go into meditation, I go, oh, that's such a violet thing to do. You're coming from your inner eye. (laughs) Second of all, um, I do believe it's all about beliefs. So if you, when you see those colors, and they're affecting your body. If that feels good to you, that's exactly what they're doing, that light, that energy. Because I think light is awesome. I mean, it's, it's, it's who we are. So, of course, if we um, see that we're pure light or you work with light, to me, that's a way to heal. But you can also heal with thoughts. So I just like that you're enjoying the experience because that alone has got to make your body feel good. You feel good, affect your emotions, your mind, and your physical being this so i think it's cool that you're doing it it's another form of connecting with the unseen or expanding your consciousness beyond what we think we can physically feel, see
2: yeah now, well, i i have mean, i
1: have a question for, yeah i have a question for you uh, when i close my eyes sometimes not all the time when i close my eyes like just when i first wake up in the morning or when i first go to bed i can see people popping in, and I can see animals. I can see all these figures when my eyes are closed. They're just kind of floating in. Uh Uh Well, to
3: to me, you're contacting, you're seeing things that are in other realms, other dimensions, other frequencies. Of course, the skeptic would say, well, that's just your imagination. That's your brain doing that. And I go, okay, again, you're behind on quantum physics because the brain is not where consciousness is. It's not attached to it. So it's not the brain doing it. So, one, you're using your inner vision, Paula, and you're seeing other dimensions, other things that actually exist. You're just seeing them in other realms, most likely.
2: Yeah, oh, that's I, fun. I, I also, I've experienced whereby you go and you do that, and if you put your attention on that particular thing and you want to find out more, whether it's your higher self or another family member or whoever has come in, or you ask for specifics, then you can actually go in and and connect with them. Uh, uh, I, so, I I kind of wonder if if Paula if that or and also Pam if that's happening is that happening because these particular aspects want to come and visit or or you know it's pretty interesting when you do see multiple people along along that spiraling entrance. <laughs>
3: <laughs> right. Well, that's a really good point. It could be for any number of reasons. It could be <clears throat> excuse me that these people either need healing and they're asking for healing from Paula or they just want to contact her and communicate or they're unconscious and their souls are going, "Okay, I need someone, I need someone to help me." So, I feel like Paula is the one that's going to know that. So, Paula, yeah. next time you see these beings, ask them if it's just that you're just feeling a connection with them or if they need healing or if something's going on with them and it's important to contact them. But each individual is different, so that's why I always encourage people to listen to their intuition.
1: Yeah, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> well, your, it's a lot, your huh? book will be able to help. Yeah, your book is going to be able to help a lot of people. Um, so well, I'm excited even about
3: expanding the consciousness, you know, so that we, we just don't stay stuck in same old, same old. Again, it's like, it's like staying stuck in you know the 1700s or the 1800s. We keep evolving, so what does that evolution look like? Do we still are we still the same type of being, or do we actually have greater abilities with our consciousness? That it's really time to start accessing that and improve the quality of our lives.
1: I I'm trying kind to of remember who said this. It's uh, another great uh, author he said um, a lot of people ask for angels to come in and help them for something like even find, finding a parking place or, or whatever in their life they, they're asking for angels to come in. He says that's actually just another you
3: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, yeah, heard, that comes in that and too. helps you. I've heard that, too. I love that because, you know what, Paula, um, the theory is that we really are one and it's just we're different aspects of ourselves, <laughs> you know, that we're all connected. There's a greater soul. So and in dreams I know that's the case in dreams too. When you're dreaming, usually everybody that shows up in your dream are mirrors or facets or aspects of something that's going on with you.
1: So oh, I can
2: build on that one.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm in a dream group actually and uh that's you know what we're when we look at our dreams, every piece of it is actually a piece of you.
3: Yes. Yes. Well, if you expand that, I mean, you know, and right now, yes, we, we have it that we're all individual beings, but as we're starting to connect more and see that there really there's an energy connection, there's a consciousness connection, there's a heart connection, then we'll still see that, to me, everybody that's in my life is a, is a mirror or a reflection of what's going on inside my consciousness. And that's not from ego. That's from knowing there's a connection.
1: So even the people that rub you the wrong way or know how to push your buttons is another aspect of you.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. If I, if I run across somebody that I go, ooh, the way I say it is all judgment is self-judgment. If, um, if somebody's doing something, they go, or oh, I don't like that. I go, okay, what in me is like that? What in me is that person reflecting back to me of an aspect of myself that I don't like? Even if I suppress it or try to overcompensate for it by being really super nice I go, well, obviously I have a fear that I have those same traits. It's not necessarily the same behavior. It's the same reason or intention or type of person that would act like that, that I have to watch for my judgments.
2: <laughs> you know, it's pretty interesting. HeartMath um, is an organization here where that by they measure the heart mm-hmm. um, energy coming off of each person mm-hmm. and ho- how it uh, matches and how it The vibrations go back and forth and how to connect with people with by heart Mm -hmm. and um, you know just being able just acknowledging the other person and their gifts uh, you know you bringing forth these aspects of someone is really very exciting i mean people connect on different levels that they had never thought of and i i really i want to thank you for writing this book this, oh, is, um, this is such a beautiful way to go this is called the infinite you a journey to your greater self and beyond I could say, and beyond and beyond
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh thank you thank you so much for saying that about my book yeah i i went for it it's, it's i you know whatever i know i just want to share with people and if they want to use it great and if not i know that everyone's got their own path to go on i never try to Tell somebody they have to believe what I do. It's like, no, just open up your own ability. So you're happier. You don't have to be like me. <laughs> Matter of fact, please don't be like me.
2: <laughs> oh no. no. Uh, so <laughs> let me just ask you a question here. Mm-hmm. Um, when you d- created this book, was there any? Uh, uh, obviously, you might have some stories in here. Why don't you pick one of the stories in here that um, that you really love and you can share with our listener?
3: Oh, my goodness, there's so many stories. You know what, I'll use one of the more profound ones to show how consciousness really is not limited to the bodies. This yeah. is a, a more intense one, but it's, it, at least it's, it has an impact. I got called one day, and, um, well, actually, quite a few of these, but I got called one day on um, Christmas Day, got called from a friend of a family member saying, not my family, saying, you know what, um, my friend's daughter's plane went down in Panama, And um, we can't find her. We need your help in finding her. And so, and and there were other people on the plane. There were four people. And so I tuned in and I started talking. I, I saw myself on the plane with these people. My consciousness, I put my consciousness where they were. I saw the plane going down. I saw basically where it hit. I saw, unfortunately, that three of the four people in the plane did not survive the impact. But I saw that one girl was still alive. And I go, you've got to get to this girl, and basically, you know, said she's still alive. She's going to, you know, you've got to get to her before the elements get to her, though. And um, they found her, and she was the one person that was still alive. And what was interesting about that story, too, is the search team, the Panamanians, the locals (laughs) that were searching, it was on a huge mountain. I mean, there was vegetation everywhere. It was really hard to find this plane. But the search party said that they felt guided by a force, to go right where this plane was, and they found it, and they found the girl. So there's benefit in being able to do this um, because you so can I'm help people, itself. you can help yourself. Um, I did. Do I, do I have one minute for one more story? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. So I got another call one day about two boys that were missing, two young men in their 20s that were missing in the Mojave Desert. And again, another frantic search. They couldn't find them. There were search parties out there. No one could find them. So I and started talking to the boys, and they gave me, they they showed me their environment, they showed me what they had been doing, how they got, you know, went over a cliff, they were in a ravine, um, because they'd been doing an all-terrain vehicle, they'd gone over the side, they were in this ravine. We were having a conversation, they told me what mountain range they were in, exactly how far away from their starting point they, they went, and that's where they found them. Now here's the weird thing, when they found them, the boys were not in their bodies anymore, they had both died but they were communicating with me as if everything was fine, they were still alive. So that shows me that consciousness is not limited to the brain because their brains were no longer functioning. So I was guided there by their consciousness, by their souls. Is that a form of remote viewing? Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And and I like to put all of these into a form of it's expanded consciousness. It's allowing ourselves to believe that going outside of what we think is is our limits, going beyond them, allowing our consciousness to expand, and trusting what we're seeing, what we're feeling, all of these abilities are natural. We all have them. And if we would allow them to happen, our our lives would just... Life on this planet would dramatically change. I honestly believe there wouldn't be any more crime, there wouldn't be any more starvation, there wouldn't be poverty, there wouldn't be suffering... Because we would all open up and actually see how magnificent and how divine we really are. And I believe that's what most of the spiritual teachers were trying to show us. Amen. Well it makes
1: it like a magical playground if you can play that way. Do you feel that's yeah. what your life is
3: all about? I agree. I believe that's why we're here by the way. We were created to come here we were we are here as creators to play, but we've turned it into a nightmare turned it into struggling and suffering and hard work. It's like, okay, guys, it doesn't have to be that way. And again, quantum physics is supporting it, which is what's mind-blowing to me.
1: Well, it sounds like you have a magical life yourself and you just want everybody else to have the same
3: (laughs) I have a much more expansive life It's interesting, it's fun It's definitely more magical And I do the same thing It's like a kid learning how to crawl I mean walk, right? You get up, you walk and go Look, everyone, you can walk Oh, I'm back on my bum Oh, look, look, look I'm back up, I'm back up Look, I can walk Oh, I fell down again (laughs) I still do that I'm not consistent at knowing what I know (laughs) or, or, um, Or activating all the time what I know But when I remember It just comes right back up again they so go, now, why don't you do it all the time? Eh, because I'm still learning how to walk. <laughs> Pam well,
2: Osley, oh, go, go okay, uh, let us um, give people the website so they can hop to it. It's called LifeColorCity.com, and you will have a ball there. <laughs> <laughs> and let's um, remind
1: everybody about this wonderful book, Infinite You, A Journey, for your greater self and beyond. So I think it's a must for everyone that's listening.
2: Opening the doors of freedom to your life. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Oh, what what a lovely embrace it was having you with us today.
3: Thank you, Taz. And, Paul, I really appreciate you playing today with me. I really had fun with you. Thank you.
1: We had fun, too. And I'm sure our listeners are having fun along with us. So thank you for being with us and have a great day. Thank Blessings. You. Blessings. I know. Bye.